Call for Action presents Of Consuming Interest, a public service show that discusses scams, deceptive offers, and other consumer concerns. Here's the director of WJLA 7 Call for Action and your host, Shirley Rooker. There are two subjects which affect all of us. We're talking about inflation and credit card debt. And how are the two connected? Well, you're going to get some interesting uh, insight and maybe a few surprises along the way. My guest is Jill Gonzalez. She is a senior analyst with Wallet Hub. Jill, welcome to Consuming Interest. Thanks for having me back. Now, this is a very interesting subject. And, and what, um, what you all did was you took a look at the interest rate, I mean, excuse me, the inflation rate, and where it was going up the most and the least. And in checking it, I found that our area is just about in the middle of the uh, 23 cities and jurisdictions that you all looked at. Uh, would you tell us a little bit about what you were looking for in this, this um, study? Yeah, so this was pretty straightforward in terms of you know what we're comparing here. Uh, we looked at the consumer price index, which measures inflation. So we compared the consumer price index for the latest month and then one year prior to that to get, really get a snapshot of how inflation has changed in both the short and long term. Okay, so were, were you all surprised at the results? Well, this is something now that we've been updating monthly as well. So we're kind of surprised to see where this goes every month. You know, it's not the same cities from month to month in terms of where uh, inflation is rising the most. So that I think is most surprising to see where this moves. As far as the cities themselves, you know, because they do keep moving, that's always a surprise kind of from month to month because you would think the places with lower cost of living are not as affected, but that is simply not always the case. You can't really tell, right? <laughs> yeah, you really can't tell. I mean, along the example. way. Yeah, what, what I was surprised to see is that the areas where um, inflation is rising the most are not necessarily with the uh, highest credit card debt. So that, that was a real shocker to me. And we'll get to that uh, just a little bit later. But let's talk about the, the rising inflation and what's causing it. And, you know, we always hear that it's supply and demand. If you don't have the supply, the demand increases and, you know, every prices go up. What is your view on that? Yeah, I mean, in the very, very short answer is that it is supply and demand. But, you know, the why behind that is because we still see this continued presence of the COVID-19 pandemic. And I don't really mean that in a public health way, but, you know, when we're looking at where things are made, you know, factories, uh, you know, shipping, logistics, those still are under, you know, certain pandemic protocols, you know, with less people working at a certain time and less things being able to be made. So that's where we get the supply and demand issue. You know, there's still the war in Ukraine, which is affecting things globally. And within the U.S., there are still labor shortages. So that's kind of the why behind the supply and demand issues. And that's a very complex issue. And it is, I think countries around the world are experiencing many of the same problems that we are, certainly in terms of energy 
um, and other other issues. The um, government giveaways, I think, are one of the things that are considered uh, to increase the inflation. And what do you have a feeling on what the tuition forgiveness program is going to do to inflation? Some experts are saying it's going to increase it. I think that we would might see, you know, a very small increase, you know, at the same time, we have these very aggressive federal rate hikes that have already been shown to, you know, albeit very slowly, decrease inflation. So I think the two would probably counteract. So we're hoping, <laughs> we're hoping what, what, how much of a, a, an increase have we been seeing in the inflation rate? Well, Earlier this year, a couple months ago, we saw a 40-year high in inflation. It's still a whopping, you know, 8.3%. Uh, it has, you know, slightly trended downward due to those Federal Reserve rate hikes, but it is still extremely high. And depending on where you live, which we can get into, it's even higher. You know, that's an average of 8.3%, but, you know, depending on where you live, can be as high as 13% of an increase compared to last year. Wow. Now, is that true? Let's see. On your list, you had Phoenix, Arizona is the city or the jurisdiction. Actually, I think you can survey the whole area. In Phoenix uh, area, um, it was rising the most when you did the study. Um, there's a lot of people been moving to Phoenix and also some of the other uh, rising the most on your scale of, if, for example, Georgia, Florida, and Texas are among the top states with Atlanta, Tampa, Miami, and Dallas making out the top five following Phoenix. Um, does does the amount of people moving into an area have something to do with that? Because we've been reading about the influx of people who are changing their residency. I don't know, maybe that's not something you even addressed. Yeah, because you know, what is the basis of this supply and demand? So when the demand increases, as it is doing in a lot of these cities for people moving there, you know, the supply is either staying the same or it's dropping. Mm -hmm. So that is even more a cause for inflation. Well, a lot of people are moving. So I guess that's what we're seeing in terms of the inflation. And because, as you said, the, the supply there uh, is not able to meet the demand of all the new people that are coming in. Interestingly enough, um, the, the bottom five areas, Honolulu, Los Angeles, New York, San Francisco, and Anchorage being where it's rising the least, uh, California has some of the highest credit card debt, and yet the inflation rate is going up the least. Could that have something to do with the supply because people are leaving California and moving to other states? Well, when you look at, you know, L.A., New York, San Francisco, you know, these are places where the cost of living is already exorbitant. So, you know, inflation doesn't have the 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 way to go, I would say, that it does in like in Arizona or Florida where cost of living is lower to begin with. So uh -huh. I wouldn't look at it. Yeah, I wouldn't look at it, you know, necessarily that way. I mean, even in these places. Inflation is still year over year up by around 7%, which is mm -hmm. a lot. So, yeah. you know, it's Good not rising as quickly, but it's still rising. If the cost of living is really high, where can it go uh, except drive people out, though? So that that's an interesting point. And it was a surprise to me when I started reading these two reports 
side kind of side by side because I was interested in how one affected the other. And it's kind of hard to tell, isn't it? So uh, the main factors. Um, are the consumers um, um, concerned? I mean, what do you what do you find when you do studies about the the inflation rate? How are consumers deal? Well, I don't want to know how they're dealing with it, but what is the response to you all about their concerns? What is their concern level? Well, they are concerned about a recession. Uh, they're concerned about their wages. You know, about eighty percent of the people that we surveyed said that they need a raise to keep up with inflation and are they going to get one no uh so you know that's kind of the concern is just how wages are not keeping up with inflation at all yeah uh, they're concerned about you know their wallets uh and their you know their ability to pay for basic needs because that's where people especially those that have lower incomes are affected right. most. the lower you know, scale. Let's just take a break uh, here for a minute, Jill, and let our listeners know they're tuned into Of Consuming Interest. Uh, you're listening to the Federal News Network. I'm Shirley Rooker. My guest is Jill Gonzalez. She's a senior analyst with Wallet Hub, and we're talking about inflation and credit card debt and how the two may surprise you by not necessarily uh, the credit card debt is not necessarily in the states that have the highest uh, inflation rate. And there are a lot of reasons for that, as Jill has, has been telling us. So, um, okay, so they are concerned. They're feeling that their wages are too low. They're not getting enough money to, to live on. Um, of course, the gas, cost of gasoline and all the other uh, supplies that we have and the lack of stuff on the shelves, I think are all causing concerns with consumers. Um, now, the the budget, the consumer's budget, um, is being pressured. And I'd like to go into talking about um, what kind of pressure is put on the consumer from inflation and the rising credit card debt, because it seems like we're getting back into a spending pattern that we had a few years ago, which created some real problems when people were swamped with debt. Um, is that, do you feel that that's happening now? I mean, the credit card debt is raising extremely high, isn't it? Yeah, right now it seems that U.S. consumers are back to bad habits when it comes to credit card debt. I mean, we did really well in 2020 because, you know, what was there to spend money on? What was there to do? Where was there to go? And we've completely reverted uh, to really spending money that we don't have. And the the figures just came out this week for the second quarter, and we actually set a record for the country in terms of adding new debt during the Whoa. second quarter of over $67 billion. That's just a new debt. Oh, man. And I gather that the total of it is like $110 billion of credit card debt during the year 2022 so far. That's a lot of money. Exactly. That's a lot of money. And typically, you know, the way that the spending seasons work is we see the biggest payoff in the first quarter, right? Because we have people with end of year bonuses paying down debt. We have people getting their tax refunds paying down debt. This year, we really didn't pay down much debt at all in the first quarter. And then we set a record in spending during the second quarter. And now we're coming up on the fourth quarter of the year, which is the biggest spend of the year. It's the holiday season. So it's really not looking good for 2022. 
and and is it um i'm asking you to to kind of add something or look into your crystal ball but what kind of problems are this is this going to cause for consumers i mean um the more debt you have the more you're supposed to pay credit card debt credit cards are wonderful i'm a great supporter but i guess we need to to haul back a little bit put the brakes on and figure out some ways and we're going to talk about it just a little bit later in the program uh ways that you can bring down your credit card debt what can you do to get it under control i guess is the better a better comment um but at any rate so we've seen record increases what do you, what is this doing um in terms of the consumer i mean they're just keep on spending is that what the pattern is is has been over the, the 2022 yeah, exactly. So we're, you know, setting these records with spending. Um, outstanding credit card debt increased by about 6% during the second quarter compared to the last quarter as well. So, you know, these are signs that this level of debt is becoming unsustainable and people are becoming less and less likely to keep up with their credit card bills. Because remember, wow. this is just looking at credit card debt. You know, we're not looking at mortgages or auto loans that are also really affecting people right now oh that is scary so what we're we're going to be seeing is people not able to meet their debt credit card companies are going to be a little bit unhappy with all of this um are we going to see consumers being cut off from credit card debt by the companies i suspect they're going to do that i mean i, I would think they would have to to protect themselves in some ways well, this is, you know, exactly kind of what we saw with 20 with 2008 and, you know, the last major recession, we're going to see credit start to tighten. So that means, you know, these deals that you might have been seeing with low interest rates are going to disappear. You know, the 0% offers for 18 months are going to disappear. So credit is certainly going to tighten, as you said, so that the banks can protect themselves. And a lot of people are going to start to default on credit card bills and loans because, you know, they've reached this new level of unsustainability. Well, it's it's a little distressing to see these figures because to me it's scary uh, to be that that far in debt. And and the problem is with a credit card, um, you know, the, the interest keeps accumulating. And that, of course, reduces the amount of your principal, the amount that you're actually paying into the principal. So consumers need to sit down and do a little bit of figuring and maybe not be so handy with the credit cards, but gosh, it makes it so easy. And, you know, the thing that I've seen too, Jill, my husband and I like to take cruises and we're looking at taking some cruises in the United States in the some, some of our rivers and Great Lakes. And I will tell you that all of these ships filled up it is so hard to find a cabin it's really interesting what's happening everybody's going everywhere so i guess those credit cards are out there being really flexed because um and you're seeing this in terms of, of travel i'm hoping the hotels are going to be experiencing the same the same kind of thing but um people are spending and not necessarily having it have have we uh seen an increase in the um people that are starting to default, I think that's going to be happening, right? You just mentioned that. Yes. So the outstanding credit card increase uh, increased by about 6%, we saw. Uh, wow. As far as 
defaults, we've seen them inch off as well. Uh, so for the last quarter, the credit card charge off rate was about 8% higher than it was in the previous quarter. So, you know, all wow. of these metrics are inching up and it's again, you know, very similar to the inch off that we saw Q2 2007, you know, going into 2008 and then, you know, obviously the recession in 2009. Interesting times we live in. We're going to have to take a pause here to let our, our listeners know they're tuned in to Of Consuming Interest right here on the Federal News Network. I'm Shirley Grooker. My guest is Jill Gonzalez. She's the senior analyst with Wallet Hub. And we're talking about inflation and credit card debt, two subjects that are make us a little uncomfortable and squirm because it's very reflective of what's going on in our economy today. Um, the, the interesting thing, and you pointed out earlier in terms of inflation, that in some areas they're harder hit for other, than others, and there are a variety of reasons for that. But the, the same thing is true in the amount of credit card debt. But the biggest surprise I got from all of this, Jill, was the state with the biggest debt increase, credit card debt increase, was California. And yet their inflation rate was among the least. And as you pointed out earlier, a lot of that has to do with the uh, very high cost of living in California. But um, that was a that was a very interesting thing to me. Was that a surprise to you all? Or, well, you're a pro in this. You probably weren't surprised by anything. Well, you know, if you look at where the biggest increases are, they're California, Texas, Florida, New York, Illinois. So they're the most metropolitan areas in the country. So that to me is not surprising uh, that that's where, you know, people are using their credit cards the most. You know, inflation is one thing, but when you're also looking at rental prices and home ownership, you know, those are also going up exponentially, which is not even covered by inflation. So those are not uh, surprising to me, those numbers. So it's kind of to be expected, I suspect. Well, it, it's, it is a little distressing. And looking at these numbers, it's kind of surprising. Um, California with the biggest debt increase, Texas, Florida, New York, and Illinois being the, the following. Um, let's talk about how to get out of credit card debt. What can we do to... Um, lower that debt. I mean, it's, it's going to, first off, you're going to have to stop spending. Uh, but beyond that, what are some of the things that Wallet Hub recommends? Yeah, I think number one is, especially in matters of personal finance, I think people get very overwhelmed and say, you know what, I'm not even looking at my statement this month. The damage is done. I did what I did. And, you know, I'm going to do it all again this month. But you really do want to stop the bleeding especially now when, yes, there's inflation, but to combat inflation, the Federal Reserve is pretty aggressively raising interest rates. And it is working. You know, we have seen inflation slow down the teeniest bit over the past couple of months. But anytime that the Fed raises the interest rate, you know, that's tied to the variable rate, which is directly tied to your credit card rate. So while you're asleep, your debt is getting more expensive without you doing anything. So you really do want to get on top of it right now. You want to get ahead of it. And I think the most common mistake is for people to kind of just sprinkle any extra cash they have on hand evenly across their credit cards. But you want to be strategic about it. You want to repay your most expensive debt first. That's what I like to call the avalanche method. 
So that means you put the majority of your monthly debt payment toward the balance with the highest interest rate, and then you make the minimum payment required on the rest. So once your most expensive credit card is paid off, you repeat it, you go to the next one until you're debt free. And that keeps you accountable and it makes it a little bit easier to keep track of your credit card debt. And that's, that's the only way you're gonna protect your future in terms of your credit and your ability to get credit and all other things that are associated with credit. So yeah. it's a, go ahead. That's the other thing is it sounds counterintuitive because you might think that more credit could be more debt, but you do wanna be improving your credit this whole time because that impacts the cost of your debt, right? That impacts your interest rates. It even makes it easier to find a new job or a new place to live because, you know, your credit score is looked at for that. That then impacts your bottom line. So you want to keep that in the back of your mind this whole time, too. Yeah, that's a that's an important thing for your future, especially the younger consumers who are going to be down the road looking to buy a house, buy a car, anything that requires debt, and even getting a job. Is job is are do do we find that employers now look at credit histories? I think they do. Is is that uh, still um, something that's that happens? Do you know? Yes, they do now more than ever. Even you know the new iPhone is coming out even cell phone providers look at your credit score now and that can impact how much you pay for your cell phone from month to month so it really does affect more things than ever well and that and that is i think something that needs to be really impressed upon people that this is a long range problem because your credit debt on your and your record that can stay with you for what 7 years of uh, your payment history and so on I know you can contest it, but that doesn't necessarily work. Is that is that the, still the same reg? If it's good, yeah, it can stay on for 10 years. If it's bad, it drops oh, off. 10 years, seven okay. Years, the general rule. Ah, yeah. And, and of course, that, that goes with you. So people, I think that's the important thing to me is what it does to your, not just right now, not the anxiety, not the, the problems that it can cause by having poor credit right now and having such debt. But what happens to you in the future? The, the long range planning here gets to be a little tough for people who have a really huge debt. Well, any last words? We just got a couple of minutes here, Jill. I think, you know, we've painted a pretty bleak picture for everyone. Um, I know, it's terrible, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, but, you know, it's important to be realistic with your finances and to see what's going on with them in real time and to get a handle on it before it gets anywhere. So, you know, yeah. making sure that you're just checking in now for your future is the way to go. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. Those are really, really words of wisdom. People need to understand the long-term impact, take steps now. And what's your, uh, uh, where can people find these reports, Jill, at your website? Yeah, this is all available at wallethub.com. This is the credit card debt study and inflation study. You can find tips at the bottom of both of these to help you with your finances. And it's also available as an app on iTunes and Google Play. So it's wallethub.com. You can find lots of useful information. You also even have things in helping people to plan to, how much a debt's going to cost them and all kinds of things. Am I right? Yeah, we have payoff calculators, which are very helpful. 
and they are cool. And that is something really people need to look at to think about the long-term impact of what they're doing in terms of their credit. And uh, that certainly is a planning tool as far as I'm concerned. Well, Jill, thank you. Again, it's been a great treat having you on today and you've given us some very useful and sometimes a little surprising, not too depressing. Let's just keep it in mind, folks. We live in a wonderful world and, and a country and, and we're lucky to be here. Thank you again, Jill. My guest has been Jill Gonzalez. She is a senior analyst with Wallet Hub. You've been listening to Off Consuming Interest right here on the Federal News Network. I'm Shirley Rooker. You can reach me at Shirley at callforaction.org. That's Shirley at callforaction.org. Thank you for joining us. Of Consuming Interest is a public service program presented by WJLA 7 Call for Action, hosted by Shirley Rooker. Call for Action is an international nonprofit network of hotlines which offer free and confidential assistance. If you have a complaint, contact Call for Action at 301-652-HELP. That's 301-652-HELP.